0: This is an ABC podcast. Oh, my gosh, look at this. There is so much stuff in here. Welcome oh. to the
1: show.
0: <laughs> Hi. Wow, camping has come a long way.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything from lightweight to glamping. Do you know what you're looking for?
0: Well, I'm trying to live a little grain, so I'm looking for eco-friendly options. Like, I don't know, a tent made from hemp or bamboo vegan friendly <laughs> sleeping bags and to be honest I don't really know
1: I've heard of vegan shoes um, you know leather free shoes but uh, no bamboo tents just yet
0: well why don't you show me around
1: sure
0: I'm Fee Pool, and I'm learning to live a little greener this is Little Green Pod Jeff, you're also a scouts leader as well as like the guy yeah. in this camping shop that seems to know everything <laughs> yep Do you teach the kids when you're out to mend stuff as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's little gear kits you can get and there's glues and you can take threads and needles and fix things up on the fly if you rip off a strap on a pack or something. But the main thing we teach them is to to care for the environment. You know, it's part of the scouting ethos. We're looking after the campsites. We're not leaving rubbish. It's called leave no trace. You take photos, you leave footprints.
0: So what else do I need to have in my eco-friendly camping kit?
1: Well, you want to look at using materials maybe that don't have any toxic chemicals in them. And and unfortunately, all plastics take some sort of manufacturing process. Like if you get a raincoat and they sometimes have a a treatment so that the water beads and runs off, you can actually ask the shop assistants if they use silicon or they use um, fluoropolymers. They're microplastics. So try and use materials that don't have too many of those fluoropolymers, they call them.
0: So will I fund it on tents too?
1: All tents are going to have some sort of treatment. They usually use a a polyurethane coating and there's not much way around that.
0: So when it comes to tents... What do I ask?
1: Just look for quality. Look for the brand names. Don't just get your $30 cheap tent from, you know, said large department store. They're only going to last a really short time. And and if you're talking about environmental impact, they're going to last maybe a week worth of camping, whereas another one's going to last you months and months. And uh, you can always hand it down.
0: Okay, so what's considered a good tent material that's really durable and will last our lifetime?
1: Well, they all use plastics, really, for lightweight, uh, unless you are going car camping. And there are some out there that use cotton, which has its own environmental impact, of course. But uh, cotton is going to last a lot better if you're... In the bright sunlight, if it's blazing down, plastic's not a good way to go. UV's going to degrade that fabric. So you can get cottons, canvas-style tents, and that will sit there for years and survive the harsh Australian conditions.
0: That's a good call. Old school school canvas. I hope it comes with a stripe and a mojito. (laughs) Camping. You'd think it's pretty green. I mean, connecting with nature, sleeping under the stars. But if you're in a big-ass van with a TV and a fridge and all the creature comforts from home, is that even camping? Well, Tammy Logan will know. She's from rural Victoria. And a couple of years ago, she took part in this campaign. It was called Plastic Free July, and it turned her life upside down. Tammy and her family have been basically living waste-free ever since, and she's here to show us how we can be green and happy campers. What do we need to take?
2: Okay, well... One of the biggest things that influences my decisions on what to take is actually what I own already. So a lot of my camping gear is actually getting a bit old. So there's probably more sustainable products out there at the moment, but I won't replace any of my gear with new stuff until it's completely irreparable and useless because a really important part of sustainable living and reducing waste is actually to consume less in the first place. So an example of that with the things that I take is uh, my reusable mugs and plates. So they're actually made from a hard, lightweight plastic rather than something considered more sustainable like steel or silicon. But I've had them for like 20 years and there's still lots of life left in them. So I'll keep using them. So along with those things, I take my reusable steel cutlery and a few kitchen utensils, pots and pans for cooking. And it's really easy to get most of that stuff from op shops if you do need to buy equipment.
1: So the use of detergents should be minimised when camping. Try to use hot water to get billies and tabletops clean rather than lots of detergent. Use a biodegradable soap for washing hands and bodies and never wash in streams or lakes. Always take your water away from your camp at least 50 metres and wash there.
2: How do you cook? Yeah, so we either cook on a fire or we have a portable gas cooker that we take. Most people do like to have a fire when they're camping. And I think if you are going to use a fire, then you should use it for as many things as possible, like your cooking, boiling your water, drying your clothes. So you're making the most use of that energy source rather than then using another energy source for your cooking. And you should probably bring your own firewood and stuff as well. So you know that it's been sourced sustainably and make sure you follow fire restriction rules and put it out completely before you leave. When you're sleeping, are you doing swags or a tent? Or Okay. So we have a tent and this tent we actually bought secondhand 10 years ago, especially if you don't camp often or you're completely new to camping then look at things like hiring your camp gear until you know for certain what suits you talk to friends who are campers and figure out what sorts of things would work well for you in your situation the style of camping that you want to do that's a really good tip because the truth is
0: everyone's got a different style of camping some do yes. like swags and they do the starry night thing others might like a trailer and then they want to be able to have the pullout drawers like with the kettle
2: in the morning exactly
1: Do you like lamping? There are some great solar and battery products on the market now. They can charge your USB, 12 volt or 240 AC products. You can recharge almost any gadget when you're on a holiday. Why live like a caveman?
0: (laughs) That's good. What do you take?
1: I have a camper trailer with instant gas hot water shower and sink, two burner stove, grill, you name it, I've got the whole shebang.
0: (laughs) A friend gave me a good tip. Around cooking, make a big bolognese before Mm -hmm. you go, you freeze it and then that becomes like an ice block on the way there to keep the other food cool. Yes, that's a great idea. Do you have any more sort of cooking
2: tips? When I'm preparing camp food... I try to think ahead about, you know, what we need so that we don't end up with lots of food waste at the end because I see so many people just buy and bring all this food and then a lot of it gets wasted because after a few days and it's not kept cold and or you're not hungry and that sort of thing. So I'll do things like homemade muffins and biscuits and slices and keep them in airtight containers, bulk-bought and mix that I can put in my own bags and that sort of thing. What's like, that? Oh, that's like your, your nuts and dried fruit and a little bit of chocolate and that, you know, it's like a hiking food. So yeah, that's just good to snack on. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't know about that. It's a hiking food.
1: (laughs) All of the authorities that manage campgrounds across Australia have this message. Take your rubbish home. Even fruit and veg scraps can be harmful to native animals. And burying waste won't help. It'll disturb the soil and probably be dug up by hungry critters. Isn't
0: it nice to feed the critters?
1: No, they become addicted to it. And so they become pests around campsites and they really do affect people's experience in the bush. Secondly, it can cause health problems for them. It's just not good.
0: Okay, so let's talk about limiting your waste when
2: you're camping. You know, I imagine you're still generating waste. What do you do with it all? Even um, with the washing up and cleaning, we don't have paper towel um, or plastic packaging that we would throw away. So, what about I have toilet paper. Oh, so toilet paper, yeah, that's one. Um, obviously, we choose to bring um, toilet paper that's made from recycled paper and it's not wrapped in plastic. We've got one that's got a, a paper wrapping. And most of the time, the places that we go to have a composting pit toilet. But if they don't, then you can bury your poo and waste.
1: No toilets? The best thing you can do is take your poo home. Seriously. The managers of Kosciuszko National Park say burying your business is not good enough. They recommend using biodegradable bags to carry your number twos out of the park. If you're elsewhere and burying poop is permitted, make sure you do it well away from bodies of water, creeks, streams, rivers and lakes. At least 100 metres. You also need to bury it at least 15 centimetres underground and put a rock or a stick on top so that no one comes and digs it back up.
0: Good call. (laughs) (laughs) It's just polite, really, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. so to wrap up Tammy's top green camping tips, don't buy anything new if you can help it. Repair and reuse the stuff you do have take out what you take in and be super responsible when it comes to campfires. Try to bring your own wood so you're not disturbing the natural environment. Alright I can do all of that Let's go camping can you go, can you go get your uggies, Oki, you? and then come down here I'm going to tell you a story I'm going to tell you a campfire story about an eco-warrior ghost. Oh, man. This is so beautiful. <laughs> I love Australia. <sighs> well, we're home from a few days camping and I'm feeling like one with nature. Oh, with biodegradable soap, eating really simple foods like pastas and stir fries and jaffle sandwiches, and you know what? We didn't buy one new piece of kit. Like we just made do with what we had, and it was so good. We're already planning our next trip. I'd love to see your little green camping setup. Go on, take a pic, share it on social. hashtag Little Green Pod. And for other little green tricks and tips, search for Little Green Pod on ABC Listen. It's free or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Little Green Pod is an ABC Audio Studios and ABC Regional and Local production. It's presented by me, Fee It's produced by Samantha Turnbull. Audio engineer is Simon Branthwaite. and executive producers are Liz Keane and Rachel Fountain.